plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. It's Star Style time. Hello, Power Partners. It's our informational playground, Star Style. Be the star you are. Our lifestyle show brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and I am always happy to be here to seed and stimulate and support space for positive, meaningful conversations. We are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and we want you to leave this hour of power feeling encouraged and inspired and empowered to go out into the world and to be your best self. Well, the miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are. Please visit bethestarur.org. Consider making a donation, sponsoring, or just get involved. You may want to uh, volunteer or have your kids volunteer. There's lots of uh, great opportunities for that, and they get uh, service credits too. Now, this is from a Swedish proverb. Fear less, hope more. Eat less, chew more. Wine less, breathe more. Talk less, say more. Hate less, love more. And then all good things are yours. Isn't that wonderful? I love that. And by the way, Be The Star You Are is bethestarur.com. Org, be the star you are.org. Well, I know you're excited about today's show, just as I am. So uh, let's get right into it. In segment two, even if you're not political, you can't help but pay attention to what's going on uh, for the November midterm elections when every vote's going to have a major impact. So we would like you to uh, to take a look at everything, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, AARP, I like their newsletter, is which is a nonpartisan organization advocating for voting policies, uh, is designed to eliminate fraud and abuse while protecting privacy, and they just kind of did a deep dive. So uh, we're going to learn what their newest report uh, indicates. And have you been cleaning closets or the garage or your apartment and you wonder what to do with all your stuff? Well, I have been cleaning my garage every spare moment I have, um, and I'll tell you about it. But what do you do with all that stuff? So why park your car on the street when you could park it in the garage? I mean, that's if you could get into it. So where do you start cleaning, organizing, and tossing? I'm going to give you my two cents worth. But right now... With the increase in mass shootings, as well as the effects of the long-term pandemic, mental health topics are absolutely at the forefront of everybody's mind. And suicide is one of the leading causes of death in the United States, according to the CDC. Now, a new phone number has been um, released that is for suicide prevention, and it is 988 So we want to talk about uh, how we can 
help with mental illness, um, help protect yourself from suicide and get you the help you need. Because in an effort to provide the public with a number that was easier to remember in times of emotional distress, the Department of Health and Human Services through its Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, invested $288 million to transition the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline from their 10-digit number to this three-digit number, which is 988. And that new 988 number uh, became nationally operational this past week. Now, it'll take some time before all communication across all access points are functional across the whole United States. And that 10-digit crisis hotline still is in existence. That number is 1-800-273-TALK, which the numbers are 8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. That is still available. It's going to continue to be available even after 988 is installed everywhere. And the reason that this 988 was chosen is because it is very similar to the 911 emergency number. And it's so much easier to remember a three-digit number than a 10-digit number. I mean, I used to be able to remember all these numbers, but now that you have a cell phone, who remembers numbers anymore? You just kind of push, you know, you just push or you say, hey, Siri. So this uh, 988 is really going to make a difference. And The goal is for every state to rev up planning to implement the 988 for the sake of saving lives. Now, that original 10-digit number, that 800-273-TALK, was actually instituted in 2005. And the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline reported it has received two, no, 20, 20 million calls in more than 200 nationwide crisis centers since 2005. That is a lot of crises. Now the hotline is open 24 seven as the 988 will be. And it was in uh, 2020 that Congress designated the new 988 dialing code in order to expand and strengthen the existing lifeline network to not only allow for calls, but what the new uh, 988, it also allows for text or chat capabilities. And how that $282 million in funds is being distributed is coming from the Biden-Harris administration's fiscal year 2022 budget and the American Rescue Plan Act. Uh, So $177 million of it is going to go into strengthening and expanding the existing lifeline network operations and the telephone infrastructure and then the remaining $105 million will be used to build up staffing across all the different states uh, across their local crisis calls. And according to statistics gathered by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, that's the CDC, suicide is one of the leading causes of death in the U.S. And uh, in 2020, 46,000 individuals died by suicide and nearly 12.2 million American adults contemplated it. So it was revealed that suicide is the second leading cause of death among young people. And, you know, teens have been very, very stressed out. So um, there was, in 2020, they did the National Survey on Drug Use and Health Data. It revealed that 
4.9% of adults age 18 or older had serious thoughts of suicide. 1.3% actually made a plan. 0.5% attempted suicide this past year. And then the survey goes on to disclose that adolescents between 12 and 17 years of age, 12% had serious thoughts of suicide. 5.3% made a plan to commit suicide and two and a half percent attempted it. So this is scary. And of course, the findings uh, vary by race and ethnicity with individuals of mixed ethnicity reporting higher rates or serious thoughts of suicide. Um, so this is really important to have these, uh, these lifelines because people can seek help for everything from suicide thoughts to addiction to depression or, you know, if they start thinking about calling 988 just like they would if they broke their arm or, or cut themselves or, you know, had an asthma attack, it can really save some lives. Now, right now, the lifeline is the services are in English and Spanish, but there is a language line solution that provides translations in over 250 additional languages. But text and chat are currently only available in English. So uh, you can find more information about it at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And then again, remember that number is 988. But if you are thinking, you know, if, if you've had any of this mental distress, you're probably asking yourself, how are you doing? And it's a question that so many people during these last couple of years have been asking ourselves. I mean, especially during the pandemic, which really stressed people out. It upended people's lives. It disconnected from friends and family. People were isolated at home. Um, and if you were in an apartment without a balcony or a place without too many windows, it was pretty, you know, pretty awful. So you might have had a couple of bad days that turned into four, that turned into six, or maybe you, um, you know, lost a job or had somebody die or somebody get sick or you just had a lot of grief. And there's just a lot of melancholy that is going on and you start not feeling like you are the same. And then when you add in what we're living through in our daily lives right now, the negative, lying, combative politicians, inflation, food shortages, high gas prices, Roe versus Wade being overturned with maybe more critical overturns to come, privacies invaded, a Russian war, Ukrainians dying, China threatening um, Taiwan, the pandemic, now there's monkeypox. I mean, no wonder people are feeling hopeless, helpless, and especially not listened to. So people are often told to check in with others when they notice that someone is struggling. People say, you know, reach out. But what about reaching in? So mental health experts say everybody should perform a regular mental health check to assess their own well-being. And there's a process to determining if you are okay. And it's not like what we you would do, you know, like if you were concerned about a family member or a good friend or someone that you loved, you would check in with them. So let's uh, get a procedure for checking in for ourselves. So here are just a couple of tips on how you can find out, are you doing okay? Because it's hard to listen to our brains um, it, what they're telling us 
when we have so many other things going on or we're caring for others or we're distracted. So to do a mental health check, you've got to really have some quiet. We are so used to multitasking that we don't really give ourselves the space to sit down, to reflect, to ponder. And in fact, we do have to schedule like mental health days just for ourselves and whatever that would mean, whether it will mean meditating or going for a walk, being in nature, taking a nap, you know, just sitting on a swing and drinking some lemonade, listening to the birds. All of that is really important just to get more grounded. Um, now, something that's very important when you're checking in on yourself, and this is a very uh, critical measure of your well-being, is whether you're able to function in daily life. If if you are waking up in the morning and you just feel foggy and you can't seem to get dressed, you can't brush your teeth, you don't even know how you're going to be on track, that is an indicator that you are not doing well and that you are struggling and that you are definitely off track and you probably need some help. Now, you want to look at your feelings and your behaviors. Nobody is the same, you know, and there's no such thing as a normal because we're all very different people. I mean, for me, for example, I'm, I would know when I am um, not functioning because I'm, I am pretty much most of the time very upbeat, very positive. You know, I always see the sun is always going to shine. Uh, tomorrow's another day. I mean, I, I usually can take the high road. But, you know, some people, their norm is their glass is half empty. So you have to know what your norm is and don't compare yourself to other people. So you can ask yourself some questions and those would be, have my behaviors changed in any way? What about my feelings? Have they changed? Am I still finding joy in the things that I used to really find joy in? Am I getting irritable quicker or am I snapping at people or am I being rude or am I being unkind? Um, Am I more down than I usually am? Or this is a big one. Do you find yourself catastrophizing about things? You know, thinking that like it's the end of the world, that uh, a bomb is going to drop on you, the earthquake is going to happen, the fire is going to burn your house down. Or are you avoiding people? So you want to, if you think that you have any of these symptoms, you know, start writing them down or put them on your computer or talk them into your phone because you want to figure out the duration of your your symptoms. And just know everybody has a bad day. Everybody has a bad day. And, you know, experts say from a diagnostic point of view, if you are feeling pessimistic and down for more than two weeks, it is time to get professional help. That is a uh, cause for concern. And also take a look at your body. Are you losing weight? Are you gaining weight? Are you sleeping? Are you eating well? Or are you just eating junk food? Are you starting to grind your teeth? Uh, do you feel like you have muscle aches? You know, is your neck and shoulders and everything just so uptight? And are you being active like uh, you normally are? So, these are just different ways that you can check in with yourself and just know again that you don't want to wait until something catastrophic happens to you or that it, things get really bad. Know that you will have a bad day. Everybody does. 
But if you are feeling that you are having some kind of mental health crisis, and especially if your mental health is, is leading you to the thought of you are worthless, that the world will be better without you, that you just don't want to be around anymore, please call the Mental Health Suicide Prevention Hotline number. It's 988. There are trained people there, and you will get help. It's all confidential. It's all private, and it's all free. So take care of yourself and give yourself a mental health break because you are important. You are a star of your own life, and there is nobody that can replace you. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be coming back, and we're going to talk about what is at stake in the United States for the midterms elections and why it's going to be so important for you to vote whatever your you know persuasion is you want to register your vote don't go away you we're coming to your live voice america network this is the empowerment channel cynthia will be back with you shortly hang in there follow us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program, Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. 
Now, back to the power party. This business of showbiz. Well, again, I thank you so much for staying with me here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And we are so happy that you're here with me every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m., or listening on the archives or on, you know, um, I, Apple or uh, Stitcher or wherever you listen to things, you know, Spotify. Wherever you like to listen, that's great. So just uh, tune in whenever you can. So we're going to talk now about what's at stake in the midterm elections. Now, first of all, you have to know I am really not a political person. But this year I have been much more attuned to what is going on because it is just so crazy out there. (laughs) And what my big concern is, I don't think it's going to happen in California. And I am in California But I have voted, uh, I have done absentee voting in every election for as long as I can remember. And, you know, I'm a very busy person, just like most people are. I I have a really hectic life. And the fact, I remember the days when I used to have to drive to a polling place and stand in line and then go in. I mean, and it it was taking like half your day. And so I'm just kind of shocked at how many states and how many politicians are trying to rip that that, uh, right away from people. So this is why I think the midterms are one of the reasons the midterms are really, really important. Now, in any typical election year, nobody pays a lot of attention to secretaries of state, um, at least not those in the state capitals, because the U.S. Secretary of State travels the world as the overseer of our nation's foreign affairs. But the state level uh, secretaries of state, they basically are pushing papers and and doing things there in their home state. In fact, I never really knew what they did until this year. But in 2022, the secretary of state races have really taken on a major significance. And it's fueled by the other job that most have, and that is the chief election officer for their state. And that's why money is flowing so robustly to, there's, I think, 27 secretary of state races on the ballot this November. And that is one more reason that the midterm election holds significance beyond um, the, you know, the low turnout events that often take place in midterm elections. And that is because the secretary of states, they actually are the chief election officers. And we know what happened in the 2020 election where there were so many uh, accusations of uh, fraud, all disproven, et cetera. But it's just really been, it has really been crazy. So Um, You've likely heard plenty on the midterms and how control of Congress is up for grabs and both houses of Congress could be in store for a change in political power like we saw in 1994 or 2006. And several nonpartisan election analysis have been projecting that at least now. And I don't know. I really don't know how good these projections are, but it is interesting. And beyond that, There are going to be 36 governors elected this year, including nine in the 10 biggest states. And one of the states is uh, California. We have an incumbent uh, who's Gavin Newsom. 
in uh, New York, there's Kathy Holchel. Uh, she's a Democrat. And then Republicans, uh, Ron DeSantis is uh, up again in Florida and Greg Abbott in Texas. But for voters in many states, governors are always on midterm ballots, as are all representatives to Congress and a third of the U.S. senators. But what's different in 2022 is how attention is really turning to the people who decide how those ballots are counted. And so if you really care about the integrity of democracy, it's the secretary of state races that are the most important on the ballot this fall. And that gives me real pause because you hope that the people who are going to be elected are ethical and have integrity and are really going to be counting the ballots that the people, you know, what people actually want. So the, the November midterm elections are important at the state level for many reasons. So in addition to voting for the members of Congress, voters are going to get to select a majority of their state legislators. And there's a lot of ballot measures on the state hot button issues that are going to go before voters. And there are city and county res, uh, races as well. So there's all kinds of things that we're going to be voting on from, you know, utility prices to, to Internet access to the cost of prescription drugs. All of those things are really important. And some of them, these decisions are going to be handled in in the states and not just in Washington, D.C. So we have to really pay attention to what our state, whatever state you're in, is is doing. Inflation and the economy have really um, emerged in this half, you know, the first six months of 2022 is top concerns, as well as these debates on gun control, um, all the violence, abortion rights, the, what's happening in the Ukraine now, again, China, and how the world is playing out. It just, to me, I feel like the world has gone crazy. Although I was a history major and uh, in college, and I, I absolutely love history. And what's so interesting is when you read history, it's like every single era or every single decade there's somebody that's writing about how the world has gone crazy. So as crazy as we think things are now, it's always going crazy. So we just have to kind of take a deep breath and look at this as nothing new. It, this is just the way the world turns and turns. So now, um, again, one of the main concerns for me is that is the voting process because uh, so many people do vote by mail. And so it just kind of baffles me why you would want to take away that voting by mail. It is safe. It is uh, secure. And it's just so easy. I will spend several hours when I get my ballot going over everything. I have I never vote for a party. Um, I'm an independent. I vote for policies and people and programs and what I feel is going to be best for the United States. I will say I am very upset over Roe versus Wade being overturned because whether or not anyone wants an abortion, 
every woman has to have the right to her own body. And so this Supreme Court concerns me, especially with what Clarence Thomas has said about maybe some other rights are going to need to be overturned. I doubt that, you know, he may want to overturn the gay uh, rights, um, marriage rights, uh, but I doubt he would want to overturn interracial marriage rights because he is involved himself in an interracial marriage. But who knows? In any case, these are some of the reasons you have to go and vote. So whatever you believe, whatever you think is right, we have to vote for people who are going to stand up for those rights and not just give, you know, give a um, verbal, but will actually do the work. I, I'm kind of, I'm rather appalled at, um, I guess it's two-faced. The two-facedness, especially when you're reading about somebody who voted no against um, codifying the uh, gay marriage rights, and then three days later speaks at his son's gay marriage about how wonderful it is that the two young men are getting married, but he voted no to codify it. I mean, I don't understand that. So let's, you know, people walk your talk. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so when it gets back, um, we have to know that a state's chief election officer is responsible for voter registration, for maintaining voter rolls, and for running elections. And they often play a very important role in certifying elections declaring the winners and advancing a state's electoral vote in presidential contests. So they can also advocate for the changes in the voting rules, like I was just talking about. And more than a dozen Secretary of State candidates have been part of what's called the American First Secretary of State Coalition, which seeks to eliminate the mail-in ballots, and they want to return to a single day of voting. That is more than a dozen candidates are doing that. Um, so I, I would rather see it made easier to vote because voting is a privilege and it is a right as an American. And if we make it harder for people to vote, the people who are going to suffer the most are going to be um, the people who are in lower income areas, um, people of color. Uh, immigrants who do have the right to vote, who are new citizens, because people, a lot of people don't have transportation. And so how are they going to get to a poll? I know growing up on the farm, uh, when I would have to go with my parents to vote, the closest in those days, um, voting was not by mail. You had to go in person. And the closest voting poll was about 25 miles away on a big winding road up into the mountains. And it literally, it took a long time to get there. It was, you had to bring the whole family and there were seven of us. So everybody had to pile in the car. Uh, it was really, really difficult for my family, my parents to exercise their right to vote. So when mail-in ballots came, it was like a whole new ball game. You could really concentrate on what the issues were, spend the time doing it, and then just do it. Now, of the seats up for election this November, 14 are currently held by Republicans and 13 are held by Democrats. So, of course, it's so close and interest is really skyrocketed in this. And um, the Brennan Center for Justice, which is a nonpartisan law and policy institute at New York University School of Law, 
says that in six presidential background states with Secretary of State elections, those would be Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Minnesota, Nevada, and Wisconsin, fundraising is at its highest level in a dozen years. And the example that they gave is that in Arizona, which um, this is where Voice America is based, Arizona in 2018, candidates for Secretary of State raised a combined, now so this was everybody, $1.7 million, and this is 2018. In 2022, the comparable figure was $3 million. So that is really pretty amazing. So historically, local Secretary of State races are they're also becoming nationalized with candidates in Georgia, Arizona, and Michigan raising substantial sums from out-of-state donors. And that's new. It never used to be that you would get money from out-of-state donors. You would get money just from your in-state. So um, whether you uh, endorse or contribute money to any candidate or to any political party, that is your that is your way of doing it. But I just really want to encourage you to support voting and to support vote by mail and no excuse absentee ballots because those have been targeted for elimination in many states. And we have to advocate for voting policies that are designed to eliminate fraud and abuse and to ensure sure that voters' personal information is protected. So whatever happens this November is going to be a major step towards what's going to happen in two years at the presidential election. So we really do have to pay attention to November. It's a dress rehearsal for 2024. And remember, as an American, it is your right, your privilege. And I would like to add, it's a duty to vote. But don't just vote haphazardly. Please uh, look at all of everything that's on the ballot. Look at the people. Research their background. Uh, let's get rid of the wackos that are out there. And there are a ton of wackos. It seems like came out of the woodwork. So let's vote for people who have integrity. Let's vote for people who care about America, who want to keep our democracy intact. And to keep this a place of freedom and not just for, you know, not just for the Caucasian people, because we're all immigrants. Everybody is an immigrant. So, you know, let's be inclusive and let's be kind and let's try to make this a, a, a good year for everybody. So that is my take on what's important for November elections is just to do your homework. Uh, don't just listen to the media. Do your own research and don't listen to all of the uh, social media sites and especially QAnon. That is uh, bad news. Since you're listening to Cynthia Bryan, this is Star Style. Be the star you are. We're going to change gears when we come back from break. And we're going to figure out how to do some summer cleaning and what do you do with all of your stuff because I'm in the midst of it right now and I'll tell you what I've been doing, And but I would sure love some insight from you. 
Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We'll be right back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. I have been a serial entrepreneur my entire life, constantly reinventing myself when the need arises. The National Federation of Independent Business did a study for 3,000 business startups to find out where their founders first got the original ideas for their companies. And the results are rather fascinating. 74% of the business owners copied, varied, or refined an idea of a prior employer. 20% of the business owners got their idea from reading, from having a conversation, or pure serendipity, a thought just popped into their head that made sense. 4% of business owners realized the power of the technological revolution and decided to exploit new technology. And it was only 2% that conducted a systematic search for a business opportunity. So where do your original ideas originate? Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Dare to care. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, we are back, and I'm not so sure it's a party because right now it is a cleanup. <laughs> I don't know about you, but um, throughout this pandemic, I had so many projects going on. And one of the things that I decided I really needed to do was to get the garage organized. But it has taken me two and a half years because I had so many other projects and so many other things. And I was writing another book and, you know, I've got the radio shows and I write for the newspaper and, and I produce the express yourself and this, you know, anyway, bottom line, 
I have a lot going on. So I, I'm finally getting to my garage and it feels wonderful to start, but it is crazy. It's not that big of a garage. It's, you know, just a regular two car garage, but you can't fit a car in it because over the years between kids and, you know, family and but everything has been just stored in there. And so I am taking everything out, every single thing out um, putting it in the driveway and then uh, cleaning every, every, everything. And there's, oh yeah, there's shelves in there. There's built-in shelves and, you know, all that. And I'm painting everything. But I just cannot get over how much stuff and things that I didn't even know. Like one of the things, I have like 20 cans of paint from all the different paint jobs I've done. I did interior design for so long and I have a lot of different paint, uh, but I keep buying new paintbrushes until I got to the back of the garage and I had at least 25 brand new paintbrushes. So what do you do with all of your stuff when you're uh, doing your, I'm calling it summer cleaning because I didn't get to it for spring cleaning. But the same thing goes whether if you're cleaning out a closet or your office, a lot of people have been moving their offices to home. So they're, you know, they're giving up their rentals. But what do you do with all that furniture? What do you do with all the paper? You know, what, what do you do? So the first thing that I just want to say is you want to, you know, you, most places have once or twice a year, there is a, a free trash pickup day. So you might want to try to do your summer cleaning, spring cleaning, fall cleaning, whatever you're going to do um, in advance of that so that you just don't have all of this stuff and there's just no way you can, you know, you can't get it into your, your garbage uh, can. So you might have to schedule something like that. The interesting thing is I think that families, when you have a family, most people do end up like putting stuff in a garage. And it doesn't make um, a lot of sense to get a storage unit when, uh, and most people I know that have a storage unit, they don't, you know, they put their stuff in the storage unit and then they pay every month and then they realize they don't even remember what they have. So it's probably better to get rid of it. So where do you start? So before you even begin, it's really important to know what your end goal is. So whether you are downsizing, like maybe moving from a house to a condo or to an apartment, or you're moving your, your office to home or you're just doing a cleaning, it's important to decide what you want your life to look like after you have done the cleanup and the decluttering. So by defining your goal, it's going to help you get through this often exhausting and emotional process. And then the next thing is, yes, you're going to have to separate and sort to decide what you want to keep, what you want to sell, what you want to donate, um, and what you want to throw out. And it's so, for me right now, cleaning the garage, I have so many things. I've already taken a couple of loads to goodwill of good things. I've also given things to friends who um, wanted stuff. And then there are things that I probably should sell, but I don't have, I just don't have the time to sell. So I would rather donate them. And then there's lots of things that I definitely want to keep because I'm going to need it, like a lot of the paint. 
So what I suggest is that you start with non-emotional categories. Like I have, my garage isn't very emotional. You know, I have a lot of tools. I have um, a lot of um, garden items that I'm going to need. Again, a lot of paint, a lot of design and decor stuff in there. Uh, And extra things like, you know, extra chairs and all of that. But maybe your non-emotional items, they might include tools and paint and those things. But it might have kitchen items or linens or maybe clothes. Now, a lot of people are attached to their clothes. So many similar items are spread throughout the house. And a lot of things might be in multiple closets or you might have them in the garage And gathering all the items for a category in one place is helpful because you're going to see the quantity you have, and then you can give yourself the gift of letting go. Now, when it comes to the garage, I don't have clothes in there except for some some, uh, work uh, shirts, you know, that like my gardening shirts or go to the barnyard shirts and my mud boots, that kind of thing. So I don't have to go through the house. And for me, I'm focusing... Uh, solely on the garage now because when the t- by the time I'm done I want to be able to get a car in there and I want it to look nice and neat I'm also labeling everything and this is really helpful so this is something that I want to suggest now you obviously can't do this you know for places in your house that people could see but you could do it in your closets is um, I am labeling what is on the shelves So because the shelves are, some of them are deep and you put things behind. So, you know, I've actually labeled where I have screws and nuts and bolts and uh, uh, paint, you know, paint brushes, paint thinner, whatever, whatever I mean, light bulbs. So I'm trying to put things together. So all the electrical things are together, all irrigation things are together. I do all my own. I have a big garden and I fix all my own PVC pipes in my irrigation when they break. That's the farm girl in me. So I feel like I'm a hardware store. I have half inch, three quarter inch, one inch, one and a quarter inch. I have two inch. I even have some four inch pipes (laughs) and couplings and all the things that go with it. But so each shelf is labeled and I'm putting everything in boxes that you can see and then with a label on it. So labeling is really, really good. Now, if you have some meaningful items before you start downsizing, you want to take maybe pictures of them. And one of the fun things I did is I did take a picture of the terrible mess in the garage. And then I took a picture of how the shelf looked after I finished it. And wow, it was really, you know, it, it gives me the impetus to keep going, although it's a really slow process. All right, so let me talk about some different things that uh, besides, because mine is the garage, but yours is, might be the closet. So if you have heirlooms, you know, keep your heirlooms, what you feel is going to represent the generations past and present, things that are really, that you really care about. And then if you don't, if there are ones that you think, especially if it's a brooch or something that you're going to wear, you know, you could pass it on to another member of your family that may enjoy it um, because it is your family legacy. 
And the value of heirlooms is really determined by you and by the family. So you could take pictures of it so that you can remember. But if it's something that, you know, was your grandmother's or great grandmother's or an aunt that you loved or a sibling or something, maybe just but maybe if the if the sibling is still alive or the person is still alive, maybe you want to give it or, or one of their heirs is alive, you know, their daughter or someone, maybe they would cherish it more than you. So think about that. Now, photos, photos are a reminder and a history of you and your family. So how do you decide what to keep? And uh, I have a lot of photo albums, which I am not going to get rid of. I have just, they're all labeled according to date. And so I am just storing them um, usually once a year at around Christmas, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, when we have family get-togethers, we pull out these albums and we laugh a lot, you know, at the clothes, the hairstyles, when we were young, when the kids were young, the crazy things. And actually, some of them are just terrible, terrible photos. Now, of course, then you have photos that are on your computer or on your phone. If you have duplicates, you can remove the duplicates. And if you have anything that is blurry or um, out of focus, maybe you don't really need that. And then after you identify the photos that you want to keep, put a description on them for, so that the next generation knows the significance of the photo. And you can... Um, if you if you've printed out the photos, you know, either put them in an album or um, put them in a box. And if you feel that you don't want to hold on to them anymore, you can use that 20, you know, 20, 80 rule is keep 20 percent and then maybe recycle the 80 percent or give them. When we were cleaning out um, the ranch um, house. We had found you know, literally thousands of photos that are from, oh, 50 years ago of family members of aunts and uncles and grandparents and all of that. And so we divided the pictures up with, with anybody that we knew and we gave them to other members of that particular family, the aunts, uh, you know, an aunt's uh, children or their other nieces and everybody really appreciated that so that it does take some work but that is something that you can do now um you could also digitize any photos that you know you can scan them i have scanned a lot of pictures and then uh, keep them keep them on my computer and then back them up but i also am really good about every time i add a photo to my um camera roll, not to my camera roll, to my computer uh, database, I actually uh, talk about it. I put who's in it and give it a name so that it'll be easily found later. Now, you can also, if you have things that you wanted to sell or use consignment, if you think your items have value, you could start researching. You could look on the internet. You could call auction houses. Um, and you can send photos or check with your local consignment store. And if you have a house full of valuable items, you could do an estate sale. Um, you could also list your items on Nextdoor, Amazon Marketplace, or eBay. And, you know, you can, like, Nextdoor is even good just to donate things, especially if you're in an area where you just can't put that couch out on the street, right? <laughs> but keep in mind that selling your items can be really time-consuming and you really have to decide if it's worth it. So 
you might want to find out what the monetary value is for your items and then decide uh, if you want to sell them. I mean, donating them is really, really great if they're in good shape because people really could use them. And charities appreciate the donations. You might have to call the charity to see if they are accepting donations and what categories. A lot of baby furniture, uh, as I found out, cannot uh, be donated. But, you know, uh, think about that. It's important. And then, of course, you can recycle things that are recyclable and then use that free trash day for other, um, for other items that are definitely going to go to the trash. But good luck. I hope that you can get on a project like my garage. I'll keep you posted on how it's going, but hopefully I'll get it done in a month or so, little by little, right? By the inch, it's a cinch. Well, thanks for being great listeners, allowing me into your life every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. I hope you can change your life and know that you can make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style Productions or to get any of my books, visit be this, uh, no, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's my Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I. But for the charity, it's BeTheStarYouAre.org. So if you want to get involved with a charity, donate, sponsor, whatever, be the star you are.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And do read a book this week because a book is like a garden in your pocket. And until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins. Kindness always prevails, and it is smiles that are going to keep us happy. So my name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be uh, your, your authentic self and unapologetic authentic self. Until next week, have a great week. Dream, create, inspire, and make a difference and be here with me. Thanks for joining me. Ciao for now. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be for more information visit starstyleradio.com and to make a donation to the charity go to be the star you ignite the flame that burns brightly within take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect cynthia bryan every wednesday at 4 p.m pacific time 7 p.m eastern time right here on the voice america empowerment channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style until we celebrate together next week be the star you are
you